Let's skip the formalities and stuff. Welcome to my second episode on Legend of Korra, or LOK as I call it. Uh, you guys love the first one. Rambles and Rants is still popping off. So uh, I thought you I thought I would give you another one on uh, other seasons, and I'll continue. Uh, so spoilers ahead uh, for season uh, two and season three. Yes, I finished season three in like four days. So please don't at me. Um, I'm just I'm just bored in quarantine. Please, but uh, yes, here we go. Legend of Korra season two. It was trash. Awful. God awful. Now, Legend of Korra Season 2 was just bad. I thought it was a really bad show. I mean, I've talked about Season 2 a little bit in the last episode, but here's how it got worse. No one cared about, like, what Unalak did. Like, you're telling me that the villain's motive is to plunge the world into darkness? Like, why? Are you becoming a dark avatar? Pretty sick. Not gonna lie. But why are you plunging the world into darkness? What kind of... Who wants that? Like... Yeah, like... It's like the villains who want to, like, destroy the world. Like, unless you're, like, an alien or, like, a killer robot. Like, you live on that world. Why are you destroying it? So it's like kind of like, why do you want to plunge the world into darkness? Like, what's, what's your real motive there? Like, they're generally good at giving, like... The villain's motive, like, Ozai, like, in Atla, he wanted, like, power. He, like, wanted control. Like, that made sense. Uh, you know, uh, in the first one, Amon wanted equality. Also made sense. It just, like, Unalak was just weird. I mean, like, you just couldn't really get behind it. And I just didn't like all the spirity stuff. I'm gonna be honest. I think I've touched on this a little bit in the last one, but it's just, like, I don't know. I mean, they had fully had the right. It's their... Just just let me... I'm going to say on the record. They have the right to do whatever they want in their universe. They created it. I've always wanted to create a universe like them. I really respect it. And they have whatever... They can do whatever they want. They built the universe. Go go for it. But continuing on. I didn't really like the spirity stuff. I don't know. I I really liked it when the spirits were like a big moment when they came. Like in Avatar the Last Airbender when like Aang interacted with the spirit went to the spirit world, you were like, What? Like this is insane, like this is a big moment. He's either like getting advice for something or he's like fixing problems, right? Like, this is a big moment. Now it kinda made sense when they wanted to show that even like Juan, the first Avatar, made mistakes by like closing the portals, but like I don't know. I really just couldn't get behind the sp- whole spirit aspect. Like, that's not why I watched the show. I liked when the spirits were a little bit special. Like, it just, I didn't really mesh well for why I watched the show. Now, I understand why they could have wanted to do it, but I just didn't really like it. I was like, I liked when the spirits were like, like, really intimidating. Like, you know, forgot his name, but the owl in the library and the big panda. Who was going crazy. Like, I didn't like when they became so regular. It, it bothered me. Uh, and continuing on. No one likes an anti-villain. Like, no one wants that. All, every fan doesn't, like... It's just kind of, like, annoying. Like... I don't know. What it's like when you get Hulk versus, like, Red Hulk, you're like... Okay. 
Like, I don't really know if I want this. I mean, like, the Flash versus the Reverse Flash is okay. But even so, you need to change it up a little bit. But, like, if it's literally the exact same thing, like, Rava versus... What was... I don't even remember the bad... The Dark Spirit's name. They was just so unforgettable. Not unforgettable. Forgettable. And I just... I was like... Like, I don't really care that much. Sorry, it's raining. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, it just kind of annoyed me. I was like... Okay, the dark avatar idea may have been cool. It was like a cool, like, idea. But it didn't actually, like, happen. And, like, this, the two, like... The light spirit and the dark spirit, like... Everybody's kind of already done, like, the light and dark energies. Like, keeping balance before, between, like, the four nations and elements. Like, that made sense. That was kind of, like, a unique job. But, like, you were the balance between light and darkness. That's how, like, Star Wars kind of already did that. Like, Jedi and the Sith. I mean, those were two, like, different groups. But it wasn't like it was Dark Luke Skywalker. Like, Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker were different. Like, the two spirits were the exact same. And then, like, the weird giant spirit fight, that was just kind of weird. Like, the show is about, like, bending. We, we want to see, like, cool bending fights. And they had a lot of those. Like, a lot of the fights between, like, Unalak with, like, all his water bending. Like, that was, like, really cool. Like, Unalak and Korra's dad. That was pretty sick. The two, like, uh, I think they're twins. Like, the twin brother and sister fighting, like, Bolan and Mako. Those were really cool. But, like, the big giant spirit fight to end it, I understand that they probably wanted to get away from those, like, big fights at the end, and they didn't want to, like, repeat, like, an Aang thing, where he, like, controls all the elements, but it just, it felt kind of easy, almost. Like, oh, somehow Korra's a big, giant blue spirit, big enough to fight the big, giant dark spirit. That's pretty cool. And then you have, like, Janora at the end, all of a sudden glowing. Like, it, it doesn't even explain that. Like, she's just, like, I gotta go. I gotta save Korra. And all of a sudden, like, she just disappears and then, like, appears during the fight, like, all glowing. And then you're like, that saves everything? All of a sudden, Korra can find Rava? And, like, like, if they just gave a little more context like that, or, like, they showed, like, Janora focusing on, like, finding the light or something. It was a really weird interruption. It felt very unexplained. And this brings me to another point. Probably the point where I have the most trouble with. Now again, this is their universe they created. I can do whatever I want if I create my own universe. This is theirs, they have the right to do what they want. Okay, I don't really understand why they took Korra's connection to her past lives away. I don't understand it. Yes, I know they kind of hinted at it, and like Atla people were saying with like, the spiral of statues, and, like, there were, what, Korra was the last room, like, for the statue, like, she was, like, the new Avatar cycle, but it was, like, eh, like, here's what I don't understand, so you, you create the show, right, you create Etla, and you, you're, like, you know what would be a really cool idea, the concept of the Avatar, what if they could communicate with all their past lives, and I know, I know the, per the next Avatar is going to be able to communicate with Korra. Like, what if they, they can be able to communicate with all their past lives? That's like a sick idea. 
they're like, oh my god, like, that's how, like, Aang can be guided to, like, defeat the Fire Lord. Oh, that's, like, really cool. Like, I really get that. That's, that's, like, a great idea. It's more than they can control all the elements. And then you have, like, you know what? The next Avatar? I don't really like that anymore. Let's just take it away. Like, that seems a little OP. It's, like, in, like, a, like, a video game where they, like, release, like, a gun and then, like, just, like, nerf it, like, the first chance they can get. Or just take it away. Like, release a game feature and then take it away. And you're like, okay, like, I don't really get that. Like, I don't know. It just felt kind of wrong. Like, you introduced this whole premise, like, in, like, Avatar The Last Airbender and, like, hyped it all up for us. And then kind of, like, took it away. And I, like, I get that, like, that made Korra go and, like, handle it on her own and stuff like that. But she was already kind of having trouble contacting her past lives. Like, Aang was talking to all the past avatars and Ab... Korra had trouble with it. She didn't talk to Aang, like, once in, like, the second season. She already did have trouble. Like, she went back to Wan, which I think was, like, really cool. Like, the turtles always weird me out a little bit, but I understand that. But then I don't understand why you would just, like, make that concept into that character and then take it away so quickly. That doesn't make sense to me. Like, you get the readers all hyped up because then you're like, okay, now, like, she can talk to Aang. You know, like, that's, that's cool. But, like, I understand they can do what I want, but it really mystified me that they took that away. I just, I didn't get it. Okay, moving on to season three. Season three is great. Season two, complete shit show. I'm just going to say, I really did not like it. Now, you don't, you have the right to like that season. But it was not the reason I watched the show. The reasons I liked the show... I think a lot of them are kind of stripped a little away there. I like villains that you can get that you don't agree with their thought process, but you get it. Like Marvel examples like Killmonger, Thanos. You understood their thought process. Unalak, you're like, dude, why do you want to plunge the world in darkness? It's idiotic. And I don't understand why. That's like all of a sudden saying, okay, with like the whole taking away Avatar's past lumps. Okay, so now... What's going to happen is uh, Korra, right? Uh, she can only control, like, her one element now. Only water. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Now, season three season three is great. I think they did a great job with that episode. Like, the whole Red Lotus idea, that was really cool. And Zaheer, boom, likable, vi- not likable villain, but good villain. He had a really good, you know, backstory. He had a good motive, like... You're like, I understand what this guy is thinking. I understand that he wants to, you know, free people from the man, from, like, the leadership. That makes sense. I don't agree with it, but that makes sense. Like, the Earth Queen, oppressive ruler. I understand why she she wants, he wants to free, to free the people. Like, that all makes sense. And then they had, like, a, a bunch of, like, really cool bad guys, too. Like, everybody specializing in something. I don't really get how the lava bender guy created lava. I mean, lava bending, super cool. I understand that's molten rock. I don't know how he heated up the rock. But cool thought. The whole metal clan, that was sick. Like, all of that was, like, super cool. Like, Lin's sister. I liked all that. Lord Zuko. Lord Zuko was awesome. I loved how they introduced him back. But they didn't make him too crucial to the story, which was which was good. 
they kind of like threw him in here and there, which I think they uh they did a great job with. They made him like enough of a part to show that he was still an influential figure in the world, but he didn't control Korra's destiny and he wasn't in the final fight. They liked that. The whole harmonic convergence giving new airbenders. I think they did that in a great way. I think they added that in perfectly. It didn't feel too forced. I really enjoyed that idea. I liked it a lot. Zaheer becoming an airbender. That was sick. Uh, you know, a combustion lady. Also really cool. And like Zaheer being a good airbender. That was like really cool. I mean, the flight seems a little OP. I kind of wish... Yeah, it just seems like pretty OP, but still, really cool how they, like, they kind of inserted all the Guru Lahima quotes, like, leading up to that, like, him being able to fly. All of that was, like, super sick, all the, trying to get all the new airbenders. I thought Kai was a really funny addition. Bolin and Mako finding their family, also really good. But, I really don't have anything bad to say about this season, like, all of it was really, really good. Like Zaheer, when you you understood where he was coming from, and he was he was one of those villains that was kind of willing to talk, which I liked. He was rational, like the way he was talking to Korra about like what he wanted to do, about how he wanted to start like a new world order, and all of that. And like that time he had the conversation in the spirit world, like he was trying to stall her, obviously. But I also thought that was that was really interesting, and I, I appreciate that he was like the cold, calculating villain, like you liked. And they like, I, I really appreciated him as a villain. I think he did. He was a great job. Like, they wrote that incredibly well. Opal in Berlin, great relationship there. They focused on enough. Like, season two, they also did a lot of, like, random storylines. Like, a lot of stuff went a lot of different directions. And season, season three, they kind of just kept it to finding new airbenders, keeping Korra safe. All really good. And they showed Jinora's development, becoming, like, more confident and a master. I really appreciated that as well. Everything was super good. Always loved Sky Bison. Had a lot of those. Funny moments with those. I enjoyed all of them. Tenzin had a lot of ways to shine. That was a great, well-done season. And they added a little darkness, too. Like, I mean, for a kid's show, they pretty much can... I don't, kill, I don't know her name. They killed the Combustion Lady. Like, just immediately, and, like, no one really mentioned it. Like, Zaheer, like, touched on it, but they just kind of showed her. She literally blew up her own head. Like, Jesus, that's that's intense for a kid show. But, uh, yeah, that's, like, honestly, great season. Like, I think top tier so far. Like, Amon was, like, really good, too. Like, season one, but season three may have been my favorites. I really liked all the villains. I think they did a great job. They made everybody's strengths and weaknesses. And now... Taking away Korra's bending fully there, paralyzing her. That all makes sense. Ta- not talking to her past lives, that doesn't make sense. But taking away her all her bending in general, like that doesn't feel like they're, like they're nerfing her. That feels like they're giving her a challenge to overcome. Like I understand that. Like I'm able to make sense of like, oh, she has to get over that after being like the most... Physically able, able, physically able, like Avatar ever. Like she has to finally get over that and to like really realize that her bending doesn't define her. Like she is someone else other than the Avatar. I th- 
find all that great. I think, honestly, that, that whole season was a great job. I feel like I can't talk about it that much because it was so good. Just go and watch it for yourselves. Uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, catchphrase and goodbye. Go.